Welcome, baseball family. This week we have fighting in Cleveland, fighting in Chicago, and fighting over emoji tears right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. My name is Brad, and as per usual, um, and actually, it was kind of touch and go there for a little bit. I am actually joined by Brig today. <laughs> How are you doing now, Brig? How are things going? Well, trees are down, floods <laughs> are up. Like you know, as my as we would have said in my youth, the rains came down and the floods, <laughs> the floods came, came up. up. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The trees fell down and the power went out and the breakers got tripped and the lightning was magnificent. And now here we are. So <laughs> made it. We weren't sure, but we, <laughs> when I went to pick up the kids on their from their thing today, I had to take. I, I think I had to do U turns three times because of fallen limbs and tree limbs and stuff, and whatever. It was nuts, man. It took what should have taken a clean twelve minutes took me every bit of thirty five or forty. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did kids start school this week? No, next week. But oh, okay, they, this is their camp. last little summer camp adventure day okay, or whatever. Yeah. One of them because we had we had one start school today, and we have the other starting school on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, baseball family, if you're seeing those memes go around about people don't care that your kids are starting school, like good for you. We care. Okay, we get right. it, and we you will it. now be getting content from the car line again. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're getting there <laughs> jump on tiktok and instagram brig will brig will send you content from the pickup and drop off line <laughs> <That's right. laughs> all right first things first let's get into this. this this is the story of the weekend there was fisticuffs went down in cleveland between tim anderson and jose ramirez this was better than a lot of like title fights i've seen over the last several years only because there are more people in the box <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason it was any better, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like I see boxers dance around for their whatever, like three minute rounds or whatever, five minute rounds, whatever it is that they do. And less punches are connected than what we saw here. Because Tim Anderson, like to his credit, got several body shots in. He got them in. Yeah. And he got a I think he got a got one to the jaw of Jose Ramirez, but apparently that guy's got a steel jaw. He did, but Tim that dude last job. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Oh, oh boy and anderson's still not okay let's be no, honest no he's not so though for those of you who don't know in the sixth inning of a game between the cleveland's baseball club and the chicago white Sox, jose ramirez slid into second base for an rbi double slid between uh tim anderson's legs and i don't know if it was because he was standing there over him for what he thought was too long or if the tag was too hard or what but Jose Ramirez says that he felt for a while that Tim Anderson's been disrespecting the game. He stood up, let him know, and uh, and then they dropped the gloves. <laughs> he dropped his glove like a hockey player and straight yeah. squared up. Like he was ready to did. go. They both came right up, and I was like, oh, man, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what the broadcaster said, too. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brig, as – Somebody who is a, a boxer, what did you think of their form? First, start off like they squared up. How were their fists? Were their guards high enough? Or should no. Tim Anderson have been a little bit higher? <laughs> uh, 
It was terrible form. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> and in the heat, that's the point. That's the hallmark of brawlers instead of boxers is that in the heat of the moment, the form goes out the window. There is, there was some like, okay, let me put on my other hat really quick. There was some form there. These guys have done something in the past. There is an element of either training or experience. <laughs> it's backed up what they did. Uh, how extensive, I don't know. Either way, when you get into a for real situation like that, most of your form goes out the window. So I don't think that's a true indication. <laughs> okay. So what about that haymaker that Jose Ramirez connected on? Because I saw somebody say that was the best punch we see we saw thrown all weekend, given the Jake Paul fight. Right. right? Right. And I don't and I don't know anything about throwing a haymaker just because, like yeah. I said before, I don't want to get punched in the nose, so I'm not going to fight anybody, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know anything about that. But to me, it looks wild and out of control. It was. It was out of control. The cool thing about, um, okay, so I wish if you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube because I'm going to show you what happened. Okay, Jose Ramirez comes up like this. Right, which is like a modified what we would call a peekaboo defense, right? This, okay, so your, your guard. So for those of you not on YouTube, your guards are high, right? Yeah, up, right up uh, at by your, your cheeks, your cheekbones under yeah. your occipital lobe, right? Now his hands are a little farther away from his face than they ought to be, probably given the distance of his opponent. But Tim Anderson is in this awkward what the, what we call a almost like a Philly shell, where one hand is down guarding the outside of his lower body and the other arm is up up closer to his shoulder and his if you look at the picture his head is hanging way out over the top of his <laughs> fist so in a snapshot what was going to happen happened <laughs> almost without fail right like so based on that breakdown though it makes me think that tim anderson was here for body shots he wasn't here to knock anybody out he was here I to hit know. you because that's what he delivered he gave jose ramirez body shots right he got him a few good ones in the side but then yeah. it comes with the a maker well, across the face and then next yeah. thing you see tim anderson is on the ground and so, the call was fantastic as well yeah. down goes anderson <laughs> So, okay, there's so much going on here. The first thing is the uh, the the hand he hit him with, Jose Ramirez. So if you take an open hand and you ball it into a fist, but it's the same angle at which you would slap somebody, yeah. right? Like I would hit a dog like with this part of my hand if I absolutely had to hit some a dog, right? Like, okay. I, I don't like hitting dogs, but if a dog's coming after me, I'm not going to punch a dog like I would a person. Thank you for the context. <laughs> yeah, I don't like hitting dogs. Let me make that very clear. Don't hit your dog. Mike um, Vick. <laughs> yeah, that's not what... <laughs> Listen, I'm not endorsing beating your dogs, okay? But if a dog is being violent, like Tim Anderson was, you come after him. Anyway, it was fully extended. It was the back. It was like this. Uh, like the heel of his hand, right? The heel of his hand, right? With just the front part of his knuckles. Thank you. I was really struggling with the words there. And it was just a, a really ugly punch. And his head was down, and he just kind of threw it out there. Now, he threw it with tremendous amount of force, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Because if he didn't, Tim Anderson wouldn't have got freaking snot bubbled like he did. Because it was a truly <laughs> fabulous, staggering shot. Caught him right here in the lower jaw. But to your point, the, the call, down goes Anderson, repeated, is the best. And most people probably know, and if you don't, here's some context. When Muhammad Ali beat uh, Smoking Joe Frazier, 
Um, or sorry, would George Foreman beat Smoking Joe Frazier for the heavyweight champion championship? Howard Cassell, the the announcer, goes, down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! And so that's what this was reminiscent of. And you know that broadcaster has been studying Cassell for a billion years, because who doesn't if you're in broadcast? Anyway, it was just amazing. <laughs> I was like, I th- honestly, in. honestly, I think every single broadcaster, especially baseball broadcaster, has that like tucked in their back pocket for any time oh, they yeah. fight. Because every time there's a fight, it's and here we go because yeah. it's yeah. going and they're waiting. Like, just who's going to hit the ground? Who's going to go down? Because I get to use down goes Frazier. <laughs> they're all waiting to do it. You know it. And that's why it was right there at the tip of his tongue. It's like the most iconic call in the history of broadcast sports, and there we are. I'm sorry I messed up the description of it, but bear with me. It's been a long day. (laughs) It's been a long day. Okay, so anyway, Jose Ramirez, he he goes on to say, I think he, Anderson, has been disrespecting the game for a while, which you said, Brad. And then um, he was telling him to stop doing that, apparently, prior to the game. Um, And then he tapped me really hard, hit me more than needed. Uh, and said he wanted to fight. So Ramirez said that I had to defend myself. Okay, so this is the big question I have for you, Brig. Do you like how do you feel about base brawling? Right? Baseball fights, base I call it base yeah, brawling. Yeah. How do you yeah. how do you feel about it? So I feel like we have this conversation once a year at least. Yeah, and there's there's actually an episode tucked away somewhere that never got published where we did like a whole like 20 minutes about this. Did but, we? Yeah. Anyway, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, uh, I think it's really bad for kids and the image of baseball. I think it's really engaging and fun for the adults watching baseball. Um, Same reason for hockey. Hockey fights are awesome. Everybody loves hockey fights. Hockey's more, uh, it gives itself over to fights a little more than baseball does culturally. Oh, yeah. As even the flow of the game gives itself over. I think that there's no good way to answer that question without splitting hairs. Um, because what my real live answer doesn't consider baseball as a game or as a sport or its sanctity, if we want to call it that. It doesn't consider the fans and the interpretations or in, impressions it, my my thing is, if you really feel like that's the only way you can solve a problem and that's how you choose to solve a problem, then you better get ready to have the problem solved for you like happened with Tim Anderson, right? Like, right, yeah. You want to fight? Got it. Let's do it. And then he got rocked. Yeah. And so if you talk about it from a human perspective and it's just two people is fighting the answer, no, fighting is not the answer. But it happens. Right. And see, this is my big thing with it is that like, like you said, I don't, I don't like having to explain to my son why they're fighting. Right. Because it's not okay. Right. Especially in little league. Like I remember several years ago when I was coaching 10 year olds, it was the season that Bryce Harper charged them out and threw his helmet. We, we, we did actually a practice where we taught the kids how to get hit by a pitch because we had one kid turn and get hit in the chest. Like he just turned and like, bam, right. Smack in the middle of the chest. We're like, that's not the way, hey. you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what we did is we lined them up, taught them to turn their back. And we, we tossed tennis balls at them and three that's or good. four of them, as they went through the line, every time we hit them, they would come at us exactly the way Bryce Harper did. And we're just like, you're not going to do that. Like, just stop. Like it was funny yeah. the first time, but don't do it every time, you know? So you see it. 
and and they mimic the things they see the big leaguers do. Right. So I don't like that. My I've never been at a game during with a bench clearing brawl ever, 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 ever. I don't think I've ever uh, seen one live. Either. My wife has though. Oh. And she said she's like it was fun watching on the field because it's intense and it's different. But what goes on in the stands is really scary. That's the thing they don't talk about. She's like, it, it gets really, really tense in the stands. And there's just like, like a buzz. And it feels like anybody could get set off at any moment. Yeah. And there could be a fight in the stands. And that's the energy carries off the field into the stands. And that's the other thing that I don't like about it. I don't feel like that happens in hockey because fighting in hockey is like lacing up your skates, right? It's it happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in baseball, when it happens, there's so much energy and so much tension from it that it, like I said, it carries off the field into the stands. And I don't want my son at a game where that happens because I don't want to have to like first off defend myself and then protect a nine-year-old. Right. So no doubt that's one of the big issues that I have with it. And I thought about this a lot, like how baseball can solve the problem. I think it's a problem with fighting right? Because it takes away from the game and it causes all those other problems we talked about. I agree with um, that. The NBA has done a good job with it because fighting in the NBA used to be just like fighting in hockey. It happened all the time and it wasn't a yeah, big deal yeah, yeah. until somebody got their head cracked open on the court and then they're like, oh, now we have a problem. So what they've done in the NBA is if you leave the bench area, then anybody who does is suspended. And in hockey, if you have a third guy come in, that's when you have a problem. And then once they hit the ground, they break it up. And so yeah. I wonder if in baseball, if they're just going to be like, anybody leaves the dugout, anybody leaves the bullpen is going to be suspended. Anybody who leaves their position is going to be suspended. Let the two guys duke it out. Once they hit the ground, then the umpires ste- step in. Right. Because then I feel like it's quick. It's not going to be as quick in, as it is in hockey because you're not on ice. Right. Sure. But still, like it, it would either diffuse itself or hit the ground and then they could break it up. But you've got to keep all the other guys out because a, a 30 second scuffle turns into 15 minutes of, okay, this guy was in there causing more problems. This guy was escalating. This guy was trying to solve problems. So he's, he's not going to be ejected. But those two guys, you know, it turns You're into right. this whole big thing when they're trying yeah. to speed up games. That's and true. So I think that could go a long way to helping prevent or minimize the problem because fights are going to happen. It's a lot of testosterone flying around, right? For sure. So it, they're always going to happen. But I think that's a way you can minimize the effect that they have. I like that idea a lot. Um, I also, back to my fisticuffs uh, <laughs> affinity, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I I would rather not anybody get in the way and watch what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, that so would be way more entertaining fight, than what you see. Yeah, if we're going to fight, it would be at least more satisfying for well and and the other thing that's that's funny about it too is that like most brawls are just shoving matches right like yeah because guys don't want to go out the right handers don't want to throw a right hook no they <laughs> right don't. handers are going to be throwing left hooks and nobody's going to connect that so that would mm-hmm. diffuse itself pretty quickly i feel like unless your name is Araldus chapman then i'm pretty sure he could throw whatever he wanted and you'd probably go down yeah you're right you're right <laughs> that dude if you haven't seen box and train it's fun to watch Anyway, Tim Anderson was suspended by uh, for six games. That is uh, reportedly record for the longest 
brawl-related sus- uh, suspension in Major League Baseball history or recent history or something. I couldn't get the, the actual confirmation on that, but it's a big deal, and it's double what Jose Ramirez got at three games. They're because both if you appealing. win the fight, they they take games off. Right. So. Well, and, and he's still winning that fight. I don't think Tim Anderson's okay. They're playing the Yankees right now. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, he's uh, got to be Yankees losing. Anyway, they've both appealed the suspensions, uh, which means they can continue to play until the suspensions uh, or until the appeals are decided. Emmanuel Class A got a game. Terry Francona got a game. Uh, Pedro Grafal got a game. Uh, Mike Sarbaugh got a game. Uh, I think all four of those guys are serving or have served their suspensions already and are just going to take their licks and move on. So there so you go. So last thing on this, Brig, last thing. Tim Anderson, 0 for 2 tonight, actually in the lineup. 0 for yeah, 2. Yeah, there he is making an error. How many yeah, strikeouts? I, two strikeouts. Yeah. I wonder if he's headed down the Anthony Rizzo path. Oh, dude's concussed. Did you see him fall backward? Did you see the glassy-eyed look on his face? Oh, and did you see them trying to take him off the field? Yeah. Yeah. He was was in a different spot. Yeah, he was absolutely concussed. I can't believe he's out there. Yeah, I can't either. Anyway, tell us more about the White Sox, Brad, because they're freaking dumpster fire right now. Yeah, so not only do they have a guy who's likely concussed playing shortstop for him tonight, there is a bigger mess going on in that in that clubhouse. In case you didn't guess, all that talent and not winning very many games, there are some problems there. Yeah. So, um, reliever Keenan Middleton was traded to the Yankees. That's the only move the Yankees made during the trade deadline, bro. Um, I think we. I talked- know. I'm watching John Carlo about to freaking strike out again. Oh, for six yesterday. Didn't hit a homer for me. I was very upset. But anyway. Uh, so Keenan Middleton ripped the lack of discipline and the terrible culture after being traded to the Yankees said that there's, that there were rookies sleeping in the bullpen. Nobody's punished for missing meetings. Basically it sounds like it's anarchy in that clubhouse that Griffal is not, he just doesn't really care. Right. Or anybody else really cares, which, you know, you create a, you create a, an environment and a culture where nobody cares. No, or nobody has to care. Nobody's going to care. No, oh, yeah. They're just out there collecting sure. their checks, right? Like you would think that there's a certain level of professional integrity and some pride, but when you're getting paid that much, you don't have to have that. People so, are still people. Human nature yeah. is still human nature. Exactly right, for sure. Um, and then this story I found I found on Instagram today. I didn't see if it was a day or so old, but uh, this is per Shane Riordan. Uh, 670 the score in Chicago, also a Flavortown senator, according to him on Twitter, or sorry, X. He said that Yasmani Grandal wasn't in the lineup the day before the All-Star break and said he didn't want to be there, so he wanted to take off a day early. And Tim Anderson, sounded like he was in the tub soaking, said, bleep him, if he doesn't want to be here, I'll pay for his flight. Grandal walked over to him in the tub and slapped him across the face. So there are issues on the field, big-time issues in the clubhouse, at the trade deadline in a Mariners group on Facebook, I mean, there's a lot of people like, man, trade for Tim Anderson, trade for Tim Anderson. And somebody goes, why? He's having the worst year of his career. I said, yeah, because he's disgruntled. Yeah, I think that's what well, all this has come down to. You get him in an environment where he's motivated to win and play hard. I think we'll yeah. see the Tim Anderson that we know and love, not this guy who's picking fights and getting knocked out. Yep. 
Although I think Jeff Zmarja did end and um who was it? I want to say Mike Moore, but that doesn't I don't think that's right. Um ended somebody's career by inadvertently punching a teammate during a brawl. So I hope it doesn't happen, but yeah. it is possible that he might not be able to come back from if they ever diagnose him with a concussion that he likely has. So here's my thing on this, and then we can move on past the White Sox. I think that if I were Griffal, I didn't know all that until just now about the discipline problems and the nobody going to meetings and nobody caring. And that's, that's bad. However, let's say that it was not the case. And if I was Griffal and I had that club, I would establish a certain element of control. Obviously you'd have to. Right. But then I would probably lean all the way into the bad boy knock around guy mentality. And I would probably let them like if a fight broke out on the field, I'd be like, that's who we are, man. Get over it. And I would take my slaps, take my suspensions. Mm -hmm. We'd pay the fines. I wouldn't care. And I'll bet you something like that, some identity driving uh, clubhouse motif or whatever we're going to call it would would really light a fire under this team. That's all they need. They just need some little little some juice. Something and to rally around. It doesn't really seem like there's anything. Yeah, and they could be great. Yeah. And I don't know why Griffal can't pull it together. I'm really. I mean, he couldn't bring anybody back. He could have asked for some of those guys to come back, specifically Jose Abreu, and he didn't even make the phone call. So it seems like he's just a guy who doesn't really know how to lead a clubhouse. And if the White Sox, because he's obviously a major part of the problem. I don't want to say he's the entire problem, but he's a, he's a big part of the problem. And, uh, and I, I think that if the White Sox have any sense of wanting to win in the future, they get, he, he won't be back next year. They're going to have to get rid of him. He seems like he's gotten to be a bigger problem than Ollie Marmol in St. Louis. (laughs) Whoa, jeez. <laughs> At least in St. Louis, we know that there's trouble in paradise and everybody's like, all right, whatever. We're just going to figure it out. But there's so much angst. And maybe there still is in St. Louis. I don't know. But in Chicago, there's so much just anger. It's very clear. It was clear before yeah. the fight broke out. Anyway. Yeah. Very tense there. All right. Let's move on to the Blue Jays. Brig, why don't you tell us about Blue Jays and Davis Schneider? Davis Schneider, they're calling him Babe. That's his, that's the nickname they're using now. May have been there forever. <laughs> I don't know. Babe Schneider is a rookie. He's 24 years old. He got called up yeah, uh, as part of the Boba injury backfill. And he homered on Friday at Fenway in his first at-bat ever in the bigs. And then he proceeded to go two for five that day. And then on Saturday, Brad, the dude goes three for three, still at Fenway. And then on Sunday, he goes four for five. 24-year-old rookie. Becomes so he the goes first, he nine becomes, for 13? Yeah, he becomes, <laughs> with two homers, he becomes the first player, uh, major league player ever in the history of all time to record nine hits and two home runs in his first three games in the bigs. That's pretty good. He on Sunday was moved to the three hole in the lineup, which is where Vlad jr. Has been 
for those yeah. of you paying attention. Um, and that decision was made by manager John Schneider. No relation. I was going to say, like is there a little bit of nepotism cool. going on there? <laughs> no. Zero relationship. Uh, <laughs> John Schneider wished he had a mustache that good. Let's be honest. You're right. Yeah. Look at that thing. It's magnificent. It is magnificent. Magnificent. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. mustache. It's so good. It is so good. All right. Should we move on to your weekly Otani report? Yeah. So real quick, Brig, did you see the score of that game on Sunday with, with uh, Schneider hitting in the three hole though? I sure did, Brad. Why don't you 13 tell to one over the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. In Boston. Yeah. 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 They want the Blue, the Blue Jays won tonight over Cleveland, but not 13 to one. Schneider no, wasn't and, in the lineup. Might be some magic in that there, bat. That shifted some of the standings in the East for sure. Yeah, it did. Yep. All right, let's move on to our weekly Otani report. Uh, <laughs> so he he did pitch this weekend against the Mariners. Uh, he left uh, in that game after only four innings. They said there was some cramping in his hand. And you know what he did? You know what he did right after his hand cramped, Brig? What did he do? He went straight to the dugout and ate a banana. Of course he did. No because <laughs> because monkey never cramps. Monkey never cramp. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that is exactly right. Oh man! So after this weekend, he though he still leads the league with forty home runs. Uh, he hit one home run this weekend against the Mariners and. And the fact that they held him to one was a major accomplishment. Got a couple of big strikeouts late in the game. Really young pitchers stuck in there against him and got a couple big strikeouts there at the end of the game. And it was an amazing weekend for the Mariners. But Otani is still outstanding. He has a 3.32 ERA and holds an 8.4 war so far. It's like Otani's war and then like everybody else is like, what, three? Uh, yeah, Otani's. <laughs> 2023 war is better than most guys career war yeah yeah just so, so you know you can just wrap up the mvp and send it to his house and maybe it'll be there by the time he gets there at the end of the season so. <laughs> i agree with you he could literally <laughs> just roll over the rest of the year and wait for that six billy contract to come in 600 yeah. milli and yeah. and it would be like whatever you still give him the MVP award, <laughs> and we'll get to it a little bit later. But I don't think anybody would blame him at all for just rolling over. Like you've got you've got an elbow to protect. You've got yeah. <laughs> you don't you shouldn't be in there getting at uh, being at risk of getting hit by a pitch. Wait, just, hold uh, on. Are you advocating he takes the Mike Trout route? Yeah, making yeah, a that financial decision, and I fired it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So he should. All right. Let's talk about the Orioles. Let's move on to the All Orioles. Right. The Orioles suspended their TV broadcaster, Kevin Brown, I believe is his name. Uh, <laughs> before the game against the Rays, he said that the Orioles, he was talking to me, he's doing typical preview, right? Pre-game preview, talking about the Orioles against the Rays the last couple of years. And at solo. One point, he was doing it solo. So, yes. Solo by himself. For those of you who keep track. Uh, I think that's so- important here, Brad. So he said the Orioles have won more games against the Rays this year than they have the last two years combined. Out here spitting facts. Whether you like it or not, that is a true story, right? Apparently, 
somebody in the Orioles ownership group didn't like it and they suspended oh, him indefinitely. It gets better. Okay. It gets better because he also said that they haven't won a series in the trop since 2017. Yeah. <laughs> in that same pregame interview, he's like, you got to go all the way back to 2017 to find the Orioles having won a series in St. Pete. Yeah. And, and apparently they, they don't, they don't like that. I don't, and I don't understand, like, if you don't like that your team has been bad for the last several years, maybe you should have been putting a better team on the field the last several years than tanking and trying to move your team to Tennessee. Listen, li- because listen. that's what happens. Brad, I love you. And I think you're right on that. I also think this is fantastic. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. Let me on make, which side? I want on the the organization. Okay. Everything's going well. This is the equivalent of don't talk about it when a no no's going. This is the equivalent of shut up, let the mojo roll, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> they we will get into this, but they the Orioles are number one in the power rankings in a lot of sources right now. For good reason. If I'm the Orioles and I had a guy talking like that on my organization, I'd have slapped his hand too. Are you kidding me? I I don't think I would have suspended him indefinitely, but I'd have pulled him aside and been like, knock it off. Okay. We got a thing going here. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So I see your argument as far as like, yeah, we don't want to talk about that right now. Um, I get that. But like you said, don't suspend him. Take him aside and say, we don't want to talk yeah. about the negative. Things are going really yeah. well right now. Because that, because right. it's kind of like with the Pirates at the beginning of the year, right? Like, we were riding high on the Pirates, for sure. But then every, and there are a lot of people who are like, guys, just like wait five minutes. It yeah. won't last, you know? And so I wonder if even the ownership obviously feels that way because be, – before the year started, they're like, nah, we don't think that they're worth investing in, right? So yeah. they're waiting for him to come back down to earth is what it seems like. But at the same time, though, I think it's solid because it's like these Orioles have a chance to do something they haven't done in a while. That's how good this team is. It is so good. Right? That's why yeah. I think that you bring it up. You talk about it. It's significant that this team is this good and they're this much better than the team everybody had picking to win the world series this year talk about it celebrate it come see your team had it been framed that way i would agree with you but the fact that he was just filling time it was just sawdust content i was like no stop (laughs) he wrote that monologue break (laughs) he did it's bad it's bad form it where's the producer who's like "Uh uh-uh no (laughs) Where's the- I know. Yeah, you would think somebody, or even like before the game when he's writing it, because I think it's probably up on a teleprompter, right? Of Somebody's course like, it is. Maybe we don't bring that up if that's what they don't want talked about. But it cleared right. channels. That's what I'm saying. Which is why he, the the broadcaster can't be liable solely. And so, where who else is on the block for this? Who else is getting the hook? Because it's got to go deeper than that. Um. But of course, there's always the lowest man, and the lowest man, the totem pole, gets chopped. I, it's just the way it goes. But it sucks for him. 
I just think there's a lot of things going on here, and I'm really excited about Baltimore, uh, even though I'm an ALS or AL East rival. And I, if I were them, I would also be like, knock it off. <laughs> and see, my thing would just be like, this team's different, so go ahead and highlight it, talk about it all you want. because Yeah, but frame it that way, Brad. If yeah. he had said, holy crap, you want to know how significant this is? And this is yeah. how much better we are, or whatever. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> I you shocked me there, Brig. You surprised me. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about weekend sweeps. <laughs> so we love talking about weekend sweeps. Um, yeah, Brig does. Brig owes us a pie in the face, by the way, baseball I family, do. because he said that the Yankees are going to get swept this weekend, and if they don't then he will take a pie in the face. The Yankees did not get swept against the Astros. So I still owe two, though. So Yeah, we'll but get I there. owe you a pie for sure. Yeah. Okay, so the teams that did get swept this weekend, though, the Mets got swept by the Orioles. The Reds got swept by the Nationals. The Reds crashed down to earth this weekend. Owens by the Nationals! The trade deadline. <laughs> that is a bad look. I don't care who you are. You don't, you don't lose a series to the Nats. You certainly don't get swept. The Red Sox got swept by the Blue Jays. The Marlins got swept by the Rangers. I think we saw that coming. Um, the Diamondbacks got swept by the Twins. The Diamondbacks, again, after the weekend, were 0-6 yeah. since the trade deadline. Not a good look for a team that... <laughs> so they had that game wrapped up. They had Paul Seawald come in to wrap it up and close it out. Yeah. He gave up two bombs. And as a Mariners fan, I'm like, yeah, he's definitely capable of that. Yeah, <laughs> he'll close out yeah. a lot of games for you, but every once in a while he's gonna give up a couple bombs and lose the game for you. So, I uh, still... Diamondbacks fans, he's gotten it out of his system. He'll be good for several weeks. I still don't understand again. giving up Dominic Canzone. He hasn't been very good since he got to the marriage. He's been really good defensively, but he hasn't been great at the plate. So, Who cares? Maybe they I knew something. Don't understand. The marriage didn't. Oh. But anyway. And then the best sweep of all of the weekend, the Mariners in four games swept <laughs> the Angels this weekend. Oh, those were some stressful baseball games, Brig. <laughs> Holy moly. You're like, oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yep. But, yep. oh, and it was, it was funny because after they won on Saturday, I was like, hey, that's a series win. I don't care what happens tomorrow. And then right. sure enough, come Sunday afternoon, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you could sweep this series. They four games <laughs> sweep. And sure enough, they did. It's pretty so cool, buddy. Made some big outs against Otani late in the game. Uh, I don't want to let myself get too high on this team. They are playing to the potential that I know they can right now, actually toward the direction of the potential I know they can because Julio still has not been great. Tio Hernandez still has not been great. Right. And Ty France is starting to remember how to play baseball. Um, if things <sighs> really get clicking – then they'll be really, really, really good. Yeah. But right now they're just like really hot. So we'll see. Yeah. Everybody Very says bad. they're surging right now, and I disagree. But do you think it sure doesn't hurt like my a, feelings? What do you think of surging as like an unsustainable winning streak? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I don't know. This, this is about the time they got hot last year, though, and they they held it through the rest of the year. So. We'll see. They did. Yeah. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, they went on that win streak in July. They finished with tied That's with the right. Red Sox, I believe, with the uh, either the Red Sox or the Orioles with the best record in July. 
which was crazy because there were some days where it was like, this team is an absolute mess. But then again, but then really they were monsters like. other days. And J.P. Crawford is playing the best baseball we've seen him play in a while. That's a fact. He homered on the first pitch on Sun- first pitch of the game on Sunday, and he's hit 10 home runs this year. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. Uh, I'll give you three guesses who just got tossed out of the game and is now making a show of himself. In the Yankee game? Mm-hmm. Um, I I have no idea who. Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone, of course. <laughs> should have known. Should have seen the demonstration at the plate. I just I glanced over. I felt the ether tap me on the shoulder, and I glanced over. And Did there he, he carry it? <laughs> Did he? Oh, gee. <laughs> of course so, he is. This dude. And Laz Diaz has been behind the plate, and so as far as I could tell, fairly consistent all night long. So I don't know what his problem is right now. Suddenly in the eighth inning, whatever, Booney. <laughs> trying to okay. trying to fire him up because there's savages at the plate. There's that's savages a, in the box. <laughs> that's a savage in the box. My guys are savages in the box, and they used to be. That's he was right then. He was right then. Not so much anymore, though. It's not now. All right, we ready for fantasy baseball? Yeah, go. Okay, let's do fantasy baseball update. Here we go. Uh, this is a week 17 matchup. Let's start from the bottom, like we always do. Not another fantasy team. That is Jason. He's co-host of the Philly Baseball Together podcast going up against John Harrisburg Charlies. Jason won this one 447 to 374. Jason's top performer was Alex Alec Bohm with 70 points against Vlad Guerrero Jr. for John, who had 61 points. Next matchup, we had Grace Under Fire. That is Denise, host of the North Chicago Baseball Together podcast against Burns Turner Overdrive. That's Jason's, that's Tori, Jason's co-host. Denise won this one 598 to 504. Her top performer was Freddie Freeman with 91 points. And Tori's was Marcus Simeon with 73 points. And then our next matchup, we had Devastation Incorporated. That is Mike, our listener participant. Went up against Jewel, Big League Chupacabra, my co-host for the Seattle Baseball Together podcast. Jewel won this one 732 to 699. Mike would have beaten everybody else in the league by... By 101 points at least, except for it was. But he had to go up against Jewel, who has been pretty much unstoppable this year. His top performer was Yandy Diaz with 80 points, and then uh, Mike's top performer was Lamont Wade Jr. with 96 points. And then Brig, you and I went up against each other. You are Brigamortis. I am now the Yonkers batsman. Brig won this one 394 to 331. I was the low scorer of the week. <laughs> I won. <laughs> you won. <laughs> I've been so checked out on fantasy the last like four weeks. Since I went on vacation, I just like haven't yeah. like, back. I've only checked my, like, twice. My a week. vacation messed me up, man, on fantasy. <laughs> but your top scorer was uh was Ty France with 71 points. Mine was Dominic Smith with 64 points. And that's the thing is the fact that Dominic Smith is in every single day goes to show how often I check my fantasy roster and make changes so i used i was really good there for a long time i know i was too for a while and then yeah it just kind of fell off but anyway brig you're six and eleven i'm five and twelve jewel is 14 and three sitting on top of the standings mike is 13 and four tori is seven and ten denise is 12 and five jason is 10 and seven and john is in the basement at one and 16 so there is your fantasy update for the week but before we you know, go I just love john oh. can i just take a minute and be grateful for john <laughs> really, because then i'm not the worst you know it's it's really nice 
You're right. I don't think he's changed his roster since the draft. Yeah, we call in the army. We called him the the Midas man. The Midas man. The Midas man. The Midas man holds everything up at the bottom, <laughs> <laughs> so that everything above that finger point is gold. <laughs> I like that. Man. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You all look good because the Midas man. Has that line held firm for everybody? <laughs> that maybe what we'll do is we we need to do um like awards at the end of the season. Yeah, and do a and minus the, man award. Do a minus <laughs> man award. Big gold hand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Oh, All right. Man, before we take awesome. a break, let's tell you about versus game baseball family. We're always asking what you think about the topics we bring up on the show. Now you have a quick and easy way to share your thoughts with us. We've partnered with versus versus game to bring you games where you can make money from participating in polls and trivia. Yeah. Actual real dollar bills for real. When you are on the winning side of a poll or get a trivia question, right? Um, you can play for free buy ticket bundles to win more money faster uh, and play against other listeners and versus game users. So head over to btpod.onverses.com on your mobile browser because that's the best way it's set up. You can sign up and play polls and trivia games, not just with us, but with other people as well, and increase your winnings as you play. And again, that is btpod.onverses.com to sign up and play versus game with us. We have several games that are live right now, a couple of um, opinion polls about uh, teams making the playoffs and things like that, and specifically also about Bartolo Colon uh, getting voted into the Hall of Fame. So go head over to btpod.onverses.com and play those polls with us. Baseball family, we'll be right back with Emoji Tears. All right, baseball family, welcome back. As you know, for those of you who are involved in this extravaganza that we do every month, we are going to do our version of power rankings. We call them emoji tiers. Nobody cares who's number one, two, three, and four, and five by the number. We like to rank them in groups. It's more fun that way. It's easier to keep track of, and it's easier for you to remember. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you our emoji tiers. We call that, or that's what we call them, but they're basically our power rankings. Jumping in first, Brad is going to jump in. He's going to go. He's going to tell us who is in his diamond tier. He's at the top of the list. That's right. My diamond tier has the Orioles, Dodgers, Braves in no specific order. What? But that's who I have. The Dodgers have figured it out. They figured it out. That's all. That's what it comes down to. They are a complete team once again, and they are... I don't want to say they're the cream of the National League because I still feel like the Braves are better overall. But if the Braves fall off, it's going to be the Dodgers next. Brad. Brad. But I maintain, if they don't win the World Series this year, which I don't think they will, tear it down. Okay. All right, move over to mine because mine's different. Mine also has the Orioles, the Braves, but it's going to jump in with the Rangers because that makes more sense. Okay. The, the Rangers have done tremendous amount of, of adjustment with their offense and their pitching. They've now brought them together. Everything's working in Texas. Now I still maintain that Atlanta is the best team in baseball. hundred percent. No questions asked most well-rounded, most capable, uh, you know, 
probably going to go the distance. If you had to pick, if I had to put money on it today, I'd say the Braves are going all the way. I did do that actually. Did you know that? Today, you did it today. No, like last week. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I did. Oh, nice. Yeah, on the Braves. Well, the Braves, the Braves are the best team in baseball, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's why I did it. Okay, so you didn't put them in your your diamond tier. I did. Oh yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the, the inclusion of the Dodgers still makes such little sense to me when there are other teams out there that are better, like the Rangers. Anyway. I don't think the Rangers are though. With with the Rangers, prove to me that they can beat a team that actually has pitching and that uh, that's a more balanced team than the Marlins. The Marlins got better at the at the deadline. Don't don't yeah. get me wrong. But that much better. sweeping the, the Marlins is something they should have done even before the trade deadline. I, agree. I don't think that they got like that much better at the deadline. So I am you don't think the Rangers got that much better at the deadline? You've seen how Max Scherzer has been this year. Yeah. Given yeah. the environment he's been in, in the in the in Queens. I don't care. He's Max Scherzer. He's Mad Max. He the environment yeah. shouldn't affect him. We just spent the whole th- first 30 minutes talking about how the environment affects but all these But some other guys. guys it doesn't affect. And Max right. Scherzer, to me, is one of them. Max Scherzer right. was the guy who walked into the dugout after getting a pat on the back from Dave Robertson and said, don't touch me. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Max Scherzer is not affected by the environment because he is a crazy person. <laughs> he is a crazy person. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll get all right. You make a really compelling argument there, Brad. Uh okay, move on right, to Brad. On. Brad, we're gonna okay. let Brad talk more because it's good when he brings talk to right. Brad, tell us My, in your heart tier. I've got the Cubs, Rays, Mariners, Rangers, Phillies, Blue Jays, Giants, Astros. Yeah. Now, again, no particular order. This is not. I'm not putting the Astros at the bottom, not putting the Cubs at the top. It's just the order that they're on, that they happen to fit. Anyway, um, talked about the Mariners, how they're super hot right now. Got to put them back in the heart. Um, The Rangers, still very, very good. Sitting on top of the American League West, but the Astros are creeping up on them. They're only like a game back. Yeah. So that, to me, if the Rangers were diamond tier worthy, they would have more than a game on the Astros, who also have figured it out, it seems. So Yeah, you well, I'm looking at the standings and it's two and a half in the in the West right now. Two and a half? Okay. But still, I feel like they should have more than two and a half if they're gonna be the diamond. Because I feel the like Mariners are only six back. Right. There's no room for more. They'd be they'd have a better record, Brig. The Rangers in did not have a stellar July. Bro, they're almost at 600. <laughs> they're at because they won so many games in May and June. Okay, or April and May. And three. The Rangers are 7-3 and three in their last 10. And look at the Rays record, Brig. Are the Rays world beaters right now? No. There you go. You can't you go off their record alone. You have 10. to base it off how they played in July. Okay. I don't want to talk about this anymore. All right. <laughs> Onto your heart tier, Brad. Okay, fine. Let's talk about this some more. My heart tier also in no particular order. Brad, will you roll over to mine? I don't know how that's to do that yours. yet. That's yours. Oh, I thought that was 
Yours. Okay, cool. It's <laughs> remarkably similar, except the only difference is the Dodgers and the Rangers switch places. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Wait, seriously, go back and let's see. Is that the only difference? No. Oh, okay. You've Spacing got the Giants in there. And... We're yeah. just going to argue. All right. <laughs> well, like you said, like we said at the beginning, yeah. fighting about emoji teams. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're okay. just gonna get what we deliver, okay? Yeah. In the baseball family, we're gonna promise you things, and it's gonna happen. All right. Uh, the Giants, I, I can't, I can't justify the Giants here because I think that they're on a streak right now, and I don't like streaks. So whether they're good or bad, I don't like them. But they you are that good much. Squeegee. They are. <laughs> they are that much better than the D-backs right now. That is a fact of life, and it is an uncomfortable and unfortunate fact. But I still like the D-backs better than the Giants, and that's why they're going to stay here for now. I think maybe at the end of this next month we, that might change, or it might go back to the way the world should be with the Diamondbacks creeping back above the Giants in the standings and uh, closing in on the Dohers. So we'll see. But that's why the D-backs are there. I think that they have had a product of a couple of really weird stints. That has been that I, the Dominic Canzone trade. I don't know why. It feels like some crummy omen or something. Um, it could be. So the yeah. D-backs right now are one game over 500. They're four and a half back of the Giants, nine back of the Dodgers. Yeah, no. Was, and they've, they're two and eight in their last ten. Yeah, and, and I think that's in a row. That's a serious problem, but it's again, it's past the deadline. It's after the break. It's all these things. So I don't know. I, I still hold out hope, which is why this is an emotion based system and not a numbers and purely data driven situation. <laughs> You're right. So that Brad can do what he wants and I can do mine. We can yell at each other. That's right. And, all you right, can just throw all the, and by the way, Brig, you can just throw all the rules out the window. We'll get there later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will. I do. Actually. Yeah, he did. I Absolutely. love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My question mark here. I actually have the D backs in the question mark here. That's fair. along with the Marlins, Yankees, Brewers, Reds, Twins, Red Sox, and Padres. I so wanted to have the Reds in the heart tier, but like yeah. I'm so worried that what we saw from the Reds was just like a jolt of excitement. And then they're gonna be back who they because this is right now who they are is who they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Right. Like they just had like a really good like 60 days or whatever. I'm yeah. really worried about that. Um, so I put them in the question marks because I'm not sure exactly who they are. The Yankees. Oh. Uh, I mean, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, do. I don't need to say anything else about that. Anyway, Stop. Stop uh, the Brewers, I'm not too sure about. It's, they should have more games on the Reds of the way they've been playing, but they don't. Twins, the AL Central leader, enough said there. The Padres played really well there for, well there for a few days and then ran into the Dodgers and forgot how to play baseball. So yeah. there's that. Um, that is really my question mark here. What about yours, Brig? Mine's remarkably similar. I don't know what is happening in San Francisco, which is why they're here instead of up a tier. Um, Brewers and Twins, even though they're leading their divisions, I'm just like, I don't care because it's the Central on both right. sides though. So I'm like, whatever. I don't, I don't have a lot of staying power faith in either of those teams right now. Once they go up against the more juggernaut uh, divisions in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. It's going to come down to seeding for those two teams and how they rank 
uh, who they face and things like that, even though they're very likely going to be the teams we see in the playoffs. Uh, same with the Padres, the Red Sox, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. The Reds, I, I, this pains me to put them here. I hope, like you said, it wasn't a, a Ellie De La Cruz shot in the arm that's now come down. The Yankees are lucky to be here, just plain old lucky to be here at this point. And I, I, I don't. I don't even want to mince words. I had to, I very, very nearly did not leave them in my question mark. I'm very disappointed. Wow. Yeah. Very disappointed. After the loss yeah. tonight, they're 58 and 55. Of course they are. Cause why not lose to the white Sox? Yep. Why not? A team that doesn't feel like anybody should be losing to for the rest of the year, but we'll get there. Yeah. I don't understand. Okay. Are you are you good if I go to my thumb thumbs down? Oh, I would love that. Okay, I will go to my thumbs down here. I have the Pirates, Nats, Cardinals, Royals, Angels, Rockies, Tigers, and Cleveland's baseball club. Yeah. Um. So I I feel like I have to justify the Angels a little bit. The Angels have been terrible since the trade deadline, which is funny because it's like they made those. They are like, okay, we're not going to trade Otani. We're going to make moves. We're going to go all in. We're rolling the dice. But, and and I said at the time, I was like, if you can get guys you think are really good for your team, why aren't you doing it at the beginning of the season? It's like, oh, uh, I don't want to say they have an issue with talent evaluation, but they are clearly worse than what they were <laughs> before the deadline. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it'll hold. I don't know if they're just going to tank the rest of the season because they're like that bad. But I, we talked about, issues with managers i think phil nevin is a big problem for that team i, I agree he's a good manager and i don't understand why they brought him back this year in hopes of having otani resign because i i i think he's more likely to resign if they fire him the last day of the season but yeah mm. not a good team overall not playing well it doesn't help help they don't have mike trout they don't have anthony rendon yeah. i'll give him a little bit of that but at the same time though um uh, that team is not playing well um, I feel like everybody else is really self-explanatory. I wanted to stick to the three eight 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 three, so that's why I have the Royals in the th- in the thumbs down instead that. of the poop. Yeah. But also, the Royals have been beating everybody lately, so they have. Yeah, they have. So I had to bump them up for this month. They had that's a good. Fair. They had a good couple of weeks. So there's my thumbs down tier for you. Go ahead, break. So I blew off the three eight 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 rule. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just don't care. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> the Angels are here for the same reasons you listed. They're, they're backsliding. I want the Marlins to be better than this. I want them to put up more of a fight than I'm seeing them put up. It's just not happening. Um, and the Phillies, are they're, be, they're getting to be that much better suddenly, which is awesome. Um, but nobody's going to catch Atlanta, so it doesn't even matter. The Marlins are currently 14 and a half behind Atlanta. Phillies are 10 and a half behind Atlanta, but the Marlins have lost eight of their last 10 where the Phillies have, are six and four in their last 10. So there's the comparison there. And then Cleveland's baseball team. I don't, I don't even want to talk about them. It's, it's not even, here's the thing. Listen, the reason my emoji tears are going this way this season, this point in the season is because some teams are very clearly still in the runnings and some teams are not 
and some teams are on the bubble. And when I get to my poop tier, I will explain a little further. Unless you just want to jump down there really quick, Brad, because I'm on I'm I'm already monologuing. Yeah, so let's do it. Go ahead. Here's my poop tier. Instead of it being three, which is the confined norm, I have expanded it to however many freaking nine teams there are here. And the reason I did, because I'm so upset at how these teams have managed not only the beginning of the season, but then the flipping trade deadline and the subsequent weeks we've had. So the Mets are an utter astonishment in in disappointment, right? The A's could not be more disappointing if they That's the thing is the A's aren't even supposed to be good, but they're like not even bad. They're awful. They're they've they're they've only won 32 games, Brad. And they've only won 17 at home. It's this is this is so bad. I don't understand. Everybody else on this list is bad for a lot of reasons. And they did not do enough, in my estimation, to shore up for next season. They've not given me any indication, real live indication, that they know what they're doing, have a plan, and are sticking to that plan. Now, that is the casual observation angle. I understand that there are things in the prospect pipeline I'm not looking into with all these teams. I understand that there are different contract extensions and free agency opportunities, club control. I got it. However... On brief observation, at first blush, I did not see anything that gave me confidence in these teams moving forward from the deadline to now. And it is built upon all of the ridiculous tanking and, and loss mongering that I see going on <laughs> up till now. So I am very upset at the, like, it's it's August. It shouldn't be this the, should, the disparity should not be this wide yet. It shouldn't be and, this wide until September. And I know, and it is, because we're only friggin' August 8th. So I am really, that's the source of my ire. Thanks. Right. So <laughs> I think you're absolutely spot on. When you sent me your emoji tears to like make the graphics and stuff, I saw what you did and I was like, yep, I get it. Yeah. Immediately. I understand it. Yeah. So I give you a hard time about breaking the rules, but I see exactly why you did because it makes perfect sense. It's very fitting. Um, my poop tier, if I had, if I had broken the rules, instead I am a rule follower, Brig. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> would look very similar to yours. I have the A's, White Sox, and Mets in my poop tier. Man, um, okay, listen, the Mets and the yeah. the A's need new friggin' channels. They need new. <laughs> We need to come up with new avenues to shove them down. Maybe, because, so I was actually no. thinking about this today. Maybe next year we do six mm-hmm. and we have like, I don't know. We have like another like really worse. I don't know. Anyway, we got to come up with something else because this is, yeah. I hope we never have to be this disappointed in clubs ever again. That's what I right. would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is the thing: is the the Royals have only won thirty six games, and that's after a sweep last week, and having like a really good couple of weeks, right? But the yeah. A's also had a good couple of weeks, and they've only won thirty two games, right? Right? <laughs> like, right? How bad are these teams? And the and the Royals have legitimate talent. I'm not saying the A's don't have re- legitimate talent; they have legitimately young talent. The Royals yeah. have Salvi Perez and Bobby Witt Jr. Just to name two guys. Off the top of your head, yes, for somebody who doesn't, and Zach Granke, 
Well, I don't think Zach Zach Granke really cares anymore. Honestly. Yeah, but if he was in a team that cared, he'd care. Right. Yeah, you're right. If he yeah. was still in Houston, he'd care. Yeah. Absolutely. Or back yeah. in Arizona. Can you imagine? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. No, it's unreal though how bad some of these teams are. But I and the only reason I don't have the Royals in the poop is because A, I wanted to go with three teams and, and B, like I said, a good couple weeks there towards the end of the month. And yeah. the White Sox are just relegated there for the rest of the year, and so are the Mets because the White Sox don't care and the Mets have just completely sold and are not even trying the rest of the year. <laughs> or next, apparently. Wow. That was the most uh, oh. That was the most disappointing news when they came down and told Max Scherzer what they told him. Right. Especially when you have Francisco Lindor, who I understand has not been an all-star since he got to New York, but he is still a high-level player. He is. He's serviceable. Pete Alonso. To say the least. Pete Alonso, who's a monster and has tons of club control still. Right. You should be trying to win with him while he's cheap. It's not going to last long. No, it's not. And I understand the Mets have bottomless pits for pockets. Like I understand that, that whole thing with, with Steve Cohen, whatever. But at the same time, though, it is important to save money where you can and spend it where you need to. And I don't know. It's like you looked confused when I said that, Brig. No, I I. I dribbled my oh. drink. <laughs> Spilling your and drink. Then I was, and then I was trying to decide if I was going to make a joke, if it was noticeable enough. It'd be like, I'm fomenting at the mouth. I'm so mad. I'm <laughs> just furious these mitts. I can't it believe it. Stupid mitts. Get a rumble back in I my day. See. Get off my I'm lawn. Curious. I'm curious how many people place futures bets on the Mets going into the season because of who they had. Uh, how could they not? If if you did, I would love to see a screenshot for anybody who's listening who did place a futures bet on the Mets. I would love to see it. Send it my way just so that I can give you a a sad little fist bump because we've all been there. Yeah, we've all done. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Holy crap. All right, baseball family, we appreciate you joining us this morning, tonight, whenever it is. This one day when we did this one thing, um, we are going to keep going. We, we drop a show every Tuesday. Um, we're live every Thursday on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube um, to give you previews on the weekend series and betting odds going into the weekends as well. Brad, Brad is really good at that. Um, I'm learning, and he drops Didn't a have black a good weekend, flag. though, except for the black flag pick. Did your black flag pick do well? Yeah, of course it, hit, it did. Yeah, it did. It was amazing. Brad, Brad threw a parlay at you, and he's very good at that. Anyway, join us Thursday nights. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern is usually when we do those. And that's, again, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Uh, don't forget to jump on the, the YouTube machine because that's where most of our content goes. It's the easiest way to interact with us. We have polls in the community tab. We've got uh, short-form content, long-form content, mid-range content. We get anything from you know, 15, 20-second shorts all the way to uh, an hour and 20 minute lives and um, Facebook or uh, what do you call these episodes episodes? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> anyway, or a so three and a half hour live for the home run derby. Yeah, that's, that's there. That's why I was getting tired. Just thinking about it. Um, 
<laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show anywhere you do interact with it, specifically on YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button. That's the best place to um, to interact with us. And it helps us a lot, actually. So if you have it in your heart of hearts to hit the subscribe button, we would love it. Brad, tell them about the best seeds ever. I will. Schnook Seedery. Hop over schnookseedery.com. Use code BTPOD at checkout to save 10% off your order and support the show. We get a little bit of that sale. You can support the show without spending any extra money. If you would like to spend extra money to support the show, head over to Patreon. There's a link in the description. Link in the description for everything we talk about. All the stuff versus game, Chinook, Patreon. But anyway, Patreon, we have five tiers of support. $1, $5, $10, $15, and a whopping $500 a month to support the show. You'll see what you get. Spoilers, everybody gets a sticker. Everybody gets the bullpen cut, which is the unedited... uh, uncut version of the show where uh brig really lets me know how he feels about things and it's a lot of fun for your kids even though we insist that everything else we do is suitable for your children so that's so right between the boobies. exactly <laughs> <laughs> but baseball family thank you so much for joining us we'll catch you thursday night